Caroline, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, yeah. So um, I came to Manchester um, over 20 years ago now to, to be here um, and got involved with Plat Church um, right from the beginning of my university time. But it was also right at the beginning that I also sort of felt God leading me to be involved in local outreach, to have a real heart for Rush Home, just down the road where, where I lived then, um, and to begin to make connections with my neighbours and other people at church who had a similar interest. Um, and I, I went part-time, after my degree, I went part-time for a little bit more time to spend with some of my neighbours, uh, and that has sort of set a precedent for my life of, of, of choosing work, which gives me quite a lot of time free um, to be involved locally, basically. And so I was very pleased to be able to join the church planting team at Platt uh, just over 10 years ago and then join the church. Um, and that was wonderful to be part of now, you know, a team of people who want to reach out. I'm not, um, you know, trying to do stuff um, individually, but very much with other people. And that is, you know, one of the best things to be able to do is to have a team of people to, to work with. Mm. Fantastic. So as, as you just said, you're part of the, the TCC Church family and uh, I, I've seen that you're involved in, in lots of different initiatives uh, and projects and groups that are seeking to, to reach the, the local community and we'll, we'll talk about those mm -hmm. shortly and, but I'm really excited to talk to you about this and we'll, we'll, we'll think about your experiences shortly but if we kind of take a step back and think about what does the Bible actually have to say about community outreach? Uh, where, where might we turn? Mm. Well, I think, you know, just some of Jesus' most clear commands are about loving your neighbour. And obviously lots of different people can be our neighbours, but we do actually have literal neighbours that we live amongst, that we walk past, that we go to the shops to, or maybe have children at the same school as. And so, yeah, that Jesus' words there, um, Mark 12, he mentions that, about loving our neighbour. And... Yeah, that is a, a key thing, I think, for me when I think about why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, yeah, Jesus said said to do that. Um, so I think of that one. Um, I also think of like, the responsibility we have for the local area. And my, my thoughts kind of do um, go back to the parish system, actually, the Church of England. Um, and that's obviously based on how the Bible sort of set up little groups and, um, you know, Acts showed small groups, small churches being planted, you know, the church plant has moved on, but the churches stayed where they were with a responsibility for the, the area that they were in to, to live out their new faith, but also to share it with people. So I, I love the idea of us as, as Christians and churches being responsible, not for like huge swathes of area, but for just the little bit that we've been put in. And if, you know, if the wider church, we're all able to do that, then, you know, we will cover a vast area. And, and that is the great thing about the church is that it is spread out. And we do see that. We do see churches um, taking responsibility for people in their local area. And that is, a you know, an unseen, amazing thing in the UK, I think, is all the churches are doing that isn't really very visible. Mm. Um, so I also, you know, recognising that we are living in a culture um, and a time that is hostile to Jesus, people don't really want to know, often have their ears closed and just unfortunately think they know about Jesus, but don't really know about it, don't really know about him. And um, and so, yeah, we're reading Romans at the moment in our in our Bible, um, reading the Bible together at church. And just Romans 1 talks about that, that sort of 
ignorance, but willful ignorance and not wanting to know God. Um, and so there's just such a need. So we want to try and make connections where we'll be able to share something about Jesus and, and hopefully pique that interest and overcome that hostility that we often um, yeah, find, or just disinterest actually more often than hostility actually. Um, and also that, you know, we're here to, we're looking forward to the coming kingdom, but we, God's commands, you know, lead us to sort of demonstrate God's kingdom here now. It won't be full, but just in, in small ways um, and all the commands throughout the Bible, God is asking us to reflect him in our lives, whether it's our family life or working life, you know, whatever area it's in to reflect his, you know, his wonderful nature and his way of doing things that um, lifts lifts people up and yeah restores them to who they're meant to be in him and so yes i think throughout the bible we've got commands of how to live that lead us to um yeah to recognize how important it is to demonstrate god's kingdom you know in our lives and yeah particularly where we live mm. that's really helpful thanks caroline and just as you were speaking i was thinking about where Paul talks about Christians as being like stars shining in the darkness. Mm. that reminded that every Christian is that is a, is a star shining in the light of Christ yeah. in, in their neighbourhoods, on their streets, yeah. in their homes even. Yeah. And really helpful what you were just saying there. You know, Jesus' Great Commission, when we think about that, it is this global vision, isn't it? Um, mm. To reach the nations for himself. But that's worked out in local churches being planted all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. exciting that we're part of that. So that's yeah. a really helpful reminder. Um, well, look, let's let's have a little talk about homes. Uh, in the Bible, homes seem to be very important places um, and places where we can reach out to our, our, our local area. Talk to us a bit about what the Bible has to say about homes. And also, you know, how have you how have you used your home to reach out to to the people in your community? Yeah, well, we know that yeah, homes are really important to everybody, aren't they? You know, we feel heartbroken when people don't have a home, so we know how important homes are. But the the danger possibly is that we become too protective of our of our homes and our space. Um, and I know that that is something that I definitely fall into. I live on my own, and I love living on my own, really. I'm honest but um, I recognize actually the Bible speaks to me in that and um, so yeah it's important to remember that um, yeah it's a place of, of hospitality um, and that it's not a temporary sorry it's a temporary place ultimately we're heading towards um, glory our, our ultimate home is in heaven and Hebrews reminds us of that Abraham said he lived, he lived in a tent um, and he had his mind set on where, where he was going, a future future home. And I think that's applicable to us as well, even though we might not be living in a tent, but to remember that this is a temporary home and that it's not meant to be the place that we focus all our time and energy and care into. On the other hand, they're given as a gift. So um, not being neglectful as well is important. And that's a lesson for me is to actually look after the things that we've been given and make sure we are stewarding them them well um but yes i think remembering that it's uh, it's a temporary thing and also as i was thinking about this i was reminded that um that god is our refuge um psalm 62 talks about god being our refuge and i think we can tend to think of our homes being our refuge 
and that we, you know, we, we get home and we can relax and we don't have to let anybody else in. But actually, and it's tempting to feel like that, but actually, you know, we want that to be, it wants it to be we run to God for our refuge, not, you know, just, you know, to be at home and kind of protected from the outside world um, by the by the walls or something like that. So I think sort of remembering that is helpful. And then, yeah, taking opportunities to try and open our doors. Um, obviously, currently in lockdown, that is not possible, uh, but it, we are heading towards a time when it is possible again. So we can you know, look forward to that. Um, and certainly, you know, just sort of thinking off the top of my head, we often know that people coming to a, a new country um, often aren't invited into the homes of people, you know, the British people. And actually, that is something that as, as Christians, we really can have a, a great, um, you know, opportunity to do that. And if, if you live in a city or a town like Manchester, you know, all your neighbours, a lot of your neighbours will be from other countries um, and possibly not knowing many people. And so I actually love to have friendly neighbours. Um, and so, yeah, that, I think that's... Um, something that yeah we can remember that they're places of hospitality and to welcome strangers and yeah Hebrews 13 I think and Romans 12 both talk about hospitality and yeah welcoming people that we don't actually even know and that is a countercultural thing I think isn't it I don't think many other people would choose to welcome people that they don't actually know into their homes but that is something that as Christians we're, we're called to do which is something you know a, a way that uh, is, a, is a witness too I guess particularly if other neighbours might recognise that we are, you know, inviting lots, all sorts of different people and maybe get wins that we don't even know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, what else? Shared meals. I mean, that is a that is probably a key one, isn't it, that we can all do reasonably easily is invite people into our homes for meals. They don't have to be anything complicated or fancy. You know, you can even invite people to bring their own dish um, and do something like that. But, yeah, simple meals, it really doesn't matter. But I think people... Um, yeah love to love to get together um, and that that is something that Jesus did all the time it's a place where we can get to know people a bit better share people see our homes and our mess in my case and you know it's that opportunity to kind of share our lives with people and hear about theirs in a relaxed setting um, as well so uh, what else full of God's word Deuteronomy Moses um, you know is instructing the people of Israel to you know to remember what God had said and to write it on the doorposts and to talk about it all the time. So I think, you know, seeing our homes as places full of God's word, whether that's written down or spoken about or listened to or all these different different ways. But yeah, these places where we encourage each other with, with yeah. God's word um, is, yeah, another use of our homes. So those are, yeah, some of the sort of principles. Um, so in terms of my home, um, just sort of trying to think back. I mean, Christmas is a really good opportunity to um, connect with our neighbours, I think, because it's a time when even if you don't really know them, they might possibly be open to coming along to have having drinks and nibbles or something like that. It doesn't seem like too much of a leap to do that. And so certainly I've done that over the years. And I always try and invite other people from church to come as well to help me host um, and to help talk to people as well and to bridge Bridge those gaps. So I would particularly often invite people who live on, I'm very fortunate to live amongst many people from my church family. So I can literally invite people who live on the, the roads around me to come and then they 
also can meet people who live close to them as well. So I think that's a really good thing is, is trying to find ways to introduce our neighbours to other people from our church family and even get to know the neighbours of um, other people in our church family as well, show an interest in other people's neighbours. You know, say hello to them when you're on the doorstep as well. So, you know, try and build these these sorts of links. Um, so, yeah, so that's one thing. Um, I mean, this isn't exactly my home, but more sort of garden, my backyard. Last year, another neighbour actually initiated us doing some alley greening. So clearing the back alley between my house and our houses and the house opposite behind. Um, and that was brilliant. And so I would definitely encourage people to look out for where other neighbours are initiating projects around your home and join in with them, you know, go and encourage them and be part of whatever they're suggesting. Because that's, you know, it's, it's a great way to form a relationship with that person, but also anybody else who, who happens to join in. And I certainly found that last year during the lockdown summer, I met, you know, probably five five or six families from the houses behind me that I'd never met before um, through the Alley project. Um, so that was really great. And I'm looking forward to the possibility of that this year, especially as I've got five empty houses on my stretch of 10. So there's going to be lots of new neighbours. So, you know, these sorts of things are great opportunities. So I am very much looking forward to, to that. And, and sort of related to that, I think I don't always do it. I mean, all of these things I don't always do, but I have in mind that I'd like to, but trying to greet people as they move in, you know, actually going and knocking on people's doors if you've noticed that somebody's moved in and maybe even taking something round, but actually whatever, trying to make that that contact. So actually they know that you're a neighbour that is friendly and if they need something, they could possibly come and ask you and you've kind of made a made a start in terms of those connections. Um, so yes, look around your, you know, we look around our houses and see what's going on, look to see what opportunities you have. If you have a car and you happen to wash it, that is a way to potentially meet your neighbours because you're outside doing something. Um, but yes, um, how else have I used my home? Certainly meals in the past. And I have tried to do a bit of a community meal and I met, I introduced a few other people who live, um, who I know through um, some of our other projects. And we did do one, but it didn't exactly take off, but I, I might try that again. Um, so yes, I guess the meals that I tend to have tend to be more with people from church or new people to church, but I would really like actually to have more meals with people who who aren't already going to church. That's a challenge for me actually, in particular to come out of lockdown, is to look for ways to, to do that. And I, I hope the alleyway actually will be a bit of a, a way of doing that, eating outside and inviting neighbours to come out as well and have their lunch outside. So we'll have to see that. <laughs> um, how else? I mean, I have tried using my window. I don't know how effective this is. <laughs> but last year, um, Flat Church did um, a Christmas windows, window decoration trail, which was wonderful. Um, and I, I did, I did um, a display for that. And also beginning of lockdown last year, I just put some words like on rainbow colours, but different words. And I always have like um, this little star in my window with a cross in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. which I tend to sort of backlight so it's quite bright I've got no idea whether my neighbours have paid any attention to these things who knows but I think you know our front window especially if you live on a on a street you know do give an opportunity to put something of you know our heart what's important to us to display mm -hmm. that um so uh, yeah that's another way uh, I've had a few people to stay in my house over the years as well different people um 
So that's always, it's good, but challenging. I have to admit, I don't, you know, some people have been very easy. In fact, the majority have been very easy, but sometimes it's more, it's more difficult, but I really don't want that to put me off. So I'm, you know, asking the Lord to help me to prepare for welcoming somebody else into my house because I do want to, but I just feel a bit nervous about it. <laughs> but I do want to do it because I think God has called us to it. And just because it feels hard um, doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. And also, I think actually I have to look back and remember that in the people that I have had live in my house, there have been many blessings and I've probably missed actually some of those blessings by being a little bit reticent. So I think it's something for me to grow in is, yeah, having people stay in my house. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Callan, you're such a good person to talk to about all this. <laughs> uh, there's so much to chew on there and so many different ideas. Um, you were talking about having the word of God in our in our homes. Of course, we want to be speaking the gospel to one another and, and to people who come into our homes. I was also just thinking about uh, Christian artwork as well. Mm. Uh, my wife is uh, an illustrator, an artist, and we found it's good to have like Bible verses. I mean, this is the Lord's Prayer here, you know, Bible verses or, or artwork of, of, of biblical stories up and about just provide something to, to talk to people about. Like you say, stuff in the windows, we're conscious that like the postmen or, or delivery people will we'll see that, we hope, uh, and recognise that we're Christians and perhaps that might lead to, to conversations or opportunities to hand out tracts or, or things like that. Um, I also loved what you said about that tent mentality um, uh, with regards to our homes. And, you know, the ancient Israelites, they had a, a festival called the Feast of Booths where I think it was, was it seven days or 10 days a, a year, they, they'd go and live in tents just to remind themselves of that lesson that Abraham learned that this, you know, this earth as it is right now is not our permanent residence, but mm. Jesus is bringing that new creation where the heavens and the earth will be one again. May, may, I don't know, maybe we could spend some time in tents one, once in a while uh, and learn that lesson for ourselves. But certainly I think, that tent mentality you're talking about so makes sense of a lot of Jesus teaching, right? You know, things like don't store up for, for yourselves treasure in heaven, but uh, uh, sorry, treasure on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Or even as we look in Acts 2, uh, the way that the church, you know, shared their possessions. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to get rid of everything that we own if we have that tent mentality, but you know, can, can other church members or like you said, members of the community borrow and use the things that we, we mm. have holding on to them? So yeah, lots no, of people Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely like to uh, a camping trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, these things, yeah, they, they're memorable for us and help us to remember and particularly maybe children as well to kind of, you know, talk about and actually be in a tent. And that's going to be a, a great reminder of, yeah, even our home homes yeah they are temporary and you know we can see them deteriorating to be honest if you let it go <laughs> you can see it happening i can see it happening so uh, yeah we, we know that they won't last forever <laughs> absolutely absolutely well, maybe a camp church camping trip is on the cards maybe oh definitely i love That'd that <laughs> um okay so we've thought a bit about homes. oh maybe just a quick word um i was just conscious that there may be people listening to this who perhaps either don't own a home or or are living on, on someone's couch or living with, with someone else. And perhaps just a reminder there that Jesus didn't own his own home either. Mm. But he was the most, 
is the most hospitable person ever to have lived. I'm just thinking about how he made use of other people's homes, didn't he? Uh, like Zacchaeus and others uh, to 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 host there, and mm. perhaps there's some ideas uh, for us for us in that. Yes, and I think we're often are welcomed into other people's homes, particularly. And actually, this is where the hospitality of maybe um yeah other countries is much more evident. That for many people, it's very natural <laughs> to invite people into their homes, yeah. um, and so we can certainly yeah make the most of. Um, invitations that we have to other places, uh, other people's homes, um, and yes, yeah, you know, even sometimes be able to take somebody else along to meet the family that maybe has invited you for for dinner and to sort of yeah build those connections. But yes, yeah, we've also got yeah things like parks and cafes, and we can meet people and host in a way in in out in outdoor places, outdoor spaces. Um, doesn't need to be sort of fancy or anything, but just even to be honest, just to make the suggestion of let's let's go and have a walk in the park. That in a sense is sort of, you know, is hosting and, and welcoming someone to, to come and join you. Mm. Um, Fantastic. Well that actually leads us up nicely on to the next the next mm. question. You've been involved in, in lots of different projects and initiatives and, and groups and gatherings. Talk to us a little bit about those, you know, the community outreach events that you've either initiated or been involved with. Uh, and, and what have you learned as you've been involved in them? Mm, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know always, but they sort of have, have grown out of maybe things that have already been going on or we you know we sort of saw saw some kind of um opportunity well not not even necessarily me but i would just happen to be around so um think about maybe the cafe on the corner so this is a, a weekly morning um sort of coffee morning really that we're actually doing another church's building as we don't have our own building so they are hosting us which is a brilliant partnership so that's another good thing is look around to see how you can work with other people's resources potentially um, but a friend of mine, a dear friend, she had the idea to have a community cafe and she was the one who sort of pioneered it and made the contact with the Methodist Church who um, had a gap in their coffee morning schedule. They didn't have anybody to cover the Friday. So we were able to step in um, and start the, the cafe on the corner. And that was that was great. So that's uh, an opportunity to meet people in a very sort of informal situation, offer hospitality, tea and cake. So very simple. Um, but a friendly place that's pretty much open until lockdown all year round bar the Christmas week, um, which is important, I think, for people who, who don't go on holiday and don't go away and maybe don't work to the school timetable. It's just to be open every single week is really good. Um, but yes, that um, has been a great way to, to meet some, a number of people, not millions, but, but, but some people. But it was from that that we started the English Conversation Group, because actually the school opposite was using the building as well at the same time in another room to have an English class for their parents who've come from other countries who wanted to learn English. And we recognised that for these people who were learning in that situation, to have another morning when they could practise their English would be potentially beneficial. So we started the English Conversation Group, not as a, uh, an actual class, but as more of a sort of informal, friendly chat around a topic and that you know we have seen a lot of people come through that over the years um, and after a number of years maybe about five years um, we were able to start a bible study 
in conjunction with that. So it started with a conversation group for an hour, having tea and cake, um, and then having another hour looking at the Bible. So we started off by working our way through um, one or two of the Gospels, can't remember how many we did, and then moved on to, to Acts. But so a specific um, sort of who is Jesus kind of focus. And, you know, we have had the privilege of having many people from non-Christian faith come and join us and read the Bible with us. And, it, you know, that has probably, if I look back, it kind of surprised me that people did stay. But, you know, people people did and and, and are even at currently. Um, and so that is a real, um, yeah, encouragement that it is possible to read the Bible with people who aren't Christians. You know, it does, it does happen. Mainly at the group that we do, Talk Time, it's people from other countries. Um, but our evening Bible study, Taste and See, they have had people who are British. So, we, you know, we really want to reach out to the British folks locally as well, not just those who are from overseas who've maybe got more obvious needs that we can help with, such as practising English. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that kind of, those two things sort of grew together, the cafe on the corner and then and then talk time. Um, and then other other things done well, we've helped, and, and this is, again, looking to see what other groups are doing and whether you can join in and support them and build relationships. So the library where we meet on Sundays, they've held, they've held different activities over the years, and we've been able to go along and do a stall, um, help out. Equally, the Methodist Church, where who hosts the, the uh, groups that we do, we've helped out with holiday Bible clubs and light parties there. So kind of use what other people are doing, both to support them, but also to build build connections with people that we might meet there as well. So definitely looking around to see what else is going on and where there's maybe common ground that we can do stuff together. Um, but also, yeah, take it as an opportunity to say we're a church meeting here. You know, come and join us as well. Um, other things, just thinking of um, actually another lady from Platt Church who wanted to do some gardening locally. Um, and invited folks from TCC to join in. I mean, I think gardening is a great way to serve people, um, and particularly the people that we help, just a couple of people, but they physically weren't really able to do it themselves. Um, and so we were able to step in, and this is a way that we can encourage church family members to come and join, particularly people who maybe have, you know, a bit more time on their hands, but also strong and hearty and able to sort of do physical work as well we can go and you know serve people locally and get to know people and it was as we did one garden another man passed by and asked if we could come and help him with his garden um, so actually being outside you get to talk to people as well um, and with something like that if you could ask the person to, you know to be outside to maybe help even in a small way depending on what they're physically able to do that's kind of better than them being inside and us being outside. You know, it, it's great to sort of use the, the opportunity to, to build a link. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, we've also done prayer walking in the area. So looking, you know, walking around and looking and praying for the things that we know about, but also looking to see what else is going on really and being aware of our neighborhood i think that's that's really important and something that you know I, i'd like to do more of is really get a bit more underneath the skin of the people who live around here and that, that's in a sense easier said than done because we live in a very diverse area so there are many many different situations going on there it's not just one one group of people with similar issues but lots of different ones but yes 
walking, I would always suggest that people walk around their local area, try to avoid the car if you're going somewhere locally. Uh, so you actually walk past people, you talk to people, you see what the issues are, um, and you have those sort of opportunities to connect. Um, we've done um, door knocking as well, which um, hasn't had a huge obvious effect to be honest as far as I know but we never you know you never really know we've followed things up and posted Christmas cards and um yeah we're just praying that some of those things that people received got into the right hands of somebody who might be open open to it um so yeah those are some of the things we also did mince pies and music outside the library this Christmas time just before the next the second lockdown or third lockdown started but we were able to you know Take that, take that chance. And we did meet quite a few people then, which was really nice. So um, even within restricted circumstances, there's often something that, that we can do to um, find connections with, with other people. Mm. Um, wow. yeah. Fantastic. So many, uh, so many great ideas there. I was also thinking about the litter picking as well. And that's, that's a really great one. Um, you really do get to to know uh, you know people when you pick up their rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and actually, you can buy li like litter picker grabbers, whatever they're called, uh, for very cheap. And uh, yeah. so I know we've done that in the past. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. And you know, if if people are watching this from other churches and perhaps there's, there's ideas there um, for you to think about. If you're watching this and you're part of TCC, certainly pray for all those things that are going on. Uh, Cafe on the Corner, which we hope to, to relaunch soon, and, and Talk Time, which has been going on online, and there's other things as well. And it, it may be that uh, some people think, oh, I want to actually get involved in that. Well, do do talk to, to Caroline um, about that. That would be that would yeah. be actually volunteering at the cafe has been a, another great opportunity actually both for people within the TCC church families um to yeah to, to volunteer and maybe gain some skills but also other friends who aren't Christians have often been keen to help particularly those who've been wanting to practice their English um so we've always welcomed that today we you know we love to have the help but also it's another opportunity to include people kind of in the Christian community and introduce them to other Christians Help them to see how we do a, do a project and what our, our sort of motivation is and you know and how we go about it um so yeah so we're always interested to have other people involved in, in helping um and certainly with the cafe being forced to go outside because of lockdown has actually been i think one of the best things that could have happened because actually we're now on the port when we will start again be on the pavement so we're catching the people who are walking past who would never necessarily have come into the cafe so actually, you know, that's, um, yeah, difficulty of not being able to use the building became a, an opportunity to do something, do it differently and be outside, which I hope we will continue with doing it like that, really, yeah. That's brilliant. I'm so excited to, for that to, to be uh, to re reopened again. Um, maybe just final question, Caroline. Uh, as we look out into our communities, we, we see a lot of people, and a lot of needs, a lot of opportunities. How might we focus our outreach? Yeah, well, this is a tricky one. And I, and I guess, particularly living in an area where there are a lot of needs, firstly, to, to pray and to ask Jesus to direct us, really, in terms of how we use the time and resources that we have, which are going to have some kind of limits. 
Um, because yes, I do think there is a tension and this is something that I feel of, of how much time we spend with maybe church members and supporting needs that they have, how much time we spend with non-Christians that we've already met and want to build relationships with and how much time do we give to going out and meeting more people. And so, you know, there, there is a tension there in terms of how we use our time. And there are certainly many, yeah, many problems in this area which we're not particularly involved with um, at all. But I guess what we've done is we've looked to see what we can do. Um, so the resources that we have, we have people who can speak English, we have people who can cook, um, you know, and, and kind of tried to, to use what we have to serve those who are around us. Um, but yes, it is hard. I guess as well, you know, focus, that makes me remember actually, you know, we can sometimes, or I can sometimes, you know, be thinking about the things that we're doing and forget that actually the purpose of this is, is ultimately to find opportunities to share with people about the, the life and the love of Jesus and, and their need of him. So I guess in all the things that we're doing, it's remembering that whatever people's obvious needs might be, their ultimate need is, is for him and to keep that um, in mind. And, and I guess it, you know, it is easy to, to slip and to, you know, to focus on preparing for talk time and, and thinking about, you know, what am I going to do as a topic? Whereas, you know, I want to try and have in mind, actually, how can I maybe use these questions to bring up slightly deeper subjects where we might be able or where we might be able to share about the impact of our faith mm -hmm. so I guess yeah there's both the idea of which problems we might focus on to help which I think yeah we have to ask the Lord what you know where's best what we can do but for primarily in all that we do actually remembering that, that Jesus is the is the you know the solution to the, to the problem ultimately um and so we want to keep that that in mind, you know, in all the different activities we might be doing. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Caroline. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked uh, about a lot of different things there, mm -hmm. and as we're, we're seeking to reach out to our community, there's practical needs that we can help uh, serve and meet. But of course, as you've been saying, we always want to uh, do that work of evangelism, of, of speaking out the gospel. Uh, mm. to those that we we live among and I just love how you've, you've been talking today about how we we don't do that alone uh, we're, we're part mm. of church families and we pray and, and hope that actually all of these outreach endeavors whether they're in our own homes or in public buildings or out in gardens or in the park that actually those are doorways into the life of the church uh, uh, and and into uh, faith in Jesus Christ that's what we want but for every single person in our area. Well, look, uh, Caroline, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience. And there's just so much to, to think about there. So thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Fantastic. Thanks for those who've been watching and listening as well. And maybe just a good place to end is, is Mark 12. So let me just read a few verses from Mark 12. Mm. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment 
greater than these. Mm. It's always good to hear that again. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful words yeah. to remember. Well, thanks everyone for, for watching. Thanks, Caroline, again.